Hi, this is Alex Hicken, and Trevor is with uh, us, <laughs> with me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with us. Trevor and I host another podcast called Very Hicken Burrows, and this is our second podcast. We are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We just came off of General Conference, and... We have been inspired to improve our lives and commit ourselves to a higher obedience. And this is one thing that we want to do to uh, progress our lives. How has uh, your week, uh, Trevor? Uh, it's been uh, busy. Been working at Chick-fil-A every day this week and extended hours at times so it's been uh interesting because some days are uh uh some something happens and i have to like deal with uh some drama and just uh <laughs> stick to uh, being patient and uh just <laughs> they i don't know i guess just uh working through the trials sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my week, uh, I'm looking for a new job. Sometimes it's a little depressing, but uh, yeah, try to remain focused and keep productive. We haven't figured out how we're we going to do our podcast yet. Usually we have our own topics, and we might teach some things together at, at other episodes, but today Trevor has a topic that he wants to, and I have a message prepared after. So what do you have, Trevor? Yeah, we have from the general conference, the last session at the October 2020 Sunday afternoon session, the prophet Russell M. Nelson had uh, announced a few temples in plans to build, uh, namely the Tarawa, Tarawa Kiribati, I don't know where it is, the Port Villa Van, Van Watu. Uh, Linden, Utah. This is uh, my neighborhood. The Greater Guatemala mm-hmm. City, Guatemala Temple, Sao Paulo East, Brazil, and the Santa Cruz, Bolivia Temple. Um, mm-hmm. So at this period of time, there is uh, forty-nine temples. That he, uh, President Nelson has has announced the construction of, and they have now. Wow. We the church has two hundred and thirty temples under construction or announced or operating. I wanted to go through and read this little synopsis of each location for a little. Uh, I guess like a. So you get. Uh, a picture of what each of these temples mean 
to these uh, respective areas. So in Kiribati, it's an island nation in the Pacific Ocean. It's the first temple. There's nearly 21,000 LDS that, or Latter-day Saints, throughout some 40 congregations, so a sixth of the population. And the church operates the Moroni High School there. Hmm. And so the next one is Vanuatu. It is the first temple there as well. And they are home to 10,000 Latter-day Saints. Also nearly 40 congregations. They are in the south it sits it's gonna sit in the southwest coast of the island of Efate. In the early nineteen seventies several Latter day Saint families moved from Tonga to Vanuatu and missionary work started in nineteen seventy five. And the latest Utah temple announced is the seventh in the Utah County. Uh, I think it adds up to 25 altogether in Utah. <laughs> so in this, in the church's headquarters, the Utah has 21.1 million church members, two-thirds of the population of the 30.2 million residents. There's 17 operating state uh, temples in the state. And... There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten temples that are uh, under construction or previously announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Linden is probably the closest that I'd say to me. So I'm wondering if it will uh, have the Pleasant Grove area in its like boundaries. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It directly affects you. <laughs> you yeah, temple that's gonna be built. <laughs> I wonder, like, what? It's probably gonna be somewhere in the mountains. Uh, makes the most most sense because there's a mountain that's still included in that boundary. Mm-hmm. There's a fourth temple in Guatemala, and that's a country. Homes 280,000 uh, Latter-day Saints and almost uh, 440 congregations. Wow. Missionaries began preaching there in 1947. And the first official meeting occurred in a rented building with 66 people in attendance. Mm-hmm. There are other announced or other temples in operation, including the Coban, Guatemala, the Guatemala City, and the Quetzaltenango Temple. And then we have the South American temples up next. We have the Sao Paulo East, Brazil, the 12th temple in Brazil. And Brazil has around 1.5 million Latter-day Saints. So about 2,100 congregations. There's 35 missions in in uh, Brazil, second most to the U.S. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. it says the first known uh, member of the church to live in Brazil came from Germany in 1913. And then in 1986, wow. <laughs> the, the th- Brazil became the third country to have 50 organized stakes. <laughs> it would be the second temple in the city. The other temples are uh, Belém, Brasilia, Campinas, Caritiba, Fortaleza, Manus, Porto Alegre, M- Porto Alegre, Recife, Rio de Janeiro, uh, Salvador, and Sao Paulo. <laughs> and then the last temple is the most exciting for uh, a big population is the second temple in Bolivia and they uh, home 200,000 Latter-day Saints uh, throughout 270 congregations nice uh, and with a population more than 3 million Santa Cruz is one of the largest cities in the country and is located on the Birai River in the eastern tropical lowlands. And uh, the Cochabamba Temple was the first to be built in that country. Mm-hmm. What importance does a temple have? A temple is a literal house to the Lord, it's a sacred place. Anyone can enter as long as they are clean and worthy. It is not some secret uh, building where crazy things happen, where you might have heard, <laughs> like, oh, they do rituals and such, but um, it is actually just a higher teaching of the gospel principles that should be learned after the basics are learned. Recently, they... I don't know if it's coming a new terminology, but they've been talking about the covenant path a lot lately in Mm -hmm. the church. And the covenant path goes uh, baptism, gift of the Holy Ghost, and receive the priesthood. And there's some higher covenants in the temple called the initiatory, the endowment, and being uh, the sealing marriage covenant with each covenant you have different knowledge that you learn and in the temple you take upon yourself higher covenants and you learn um, more accountability and have a greater covenants and blessings so that's it the house is a the house of god is a house of learning and you learn more about God and the plan of salvation. Yeah. The ending, I guess you could say, not really ending, but the end game for uh, any member would probably be to make these covenants. The baptism is the gate that you enter into, and it's the start of a long journey on earth (laughs) and Mm. uh, the first covenant 
after that you have other oats if you are a man and you uh, take upon the priesthood. From there you are um, able to be found worthy from a bishop or branch president or temple or uh, mission president the one that presides over your area um, to enable so you have a recommend and once you have the recommend you can enter a temple and participate in many ordinances and like Alex said, uh, learn a lot. Mm-hmm. The temple, uh, the final confidence is for uh, eternal families. It's sealing work. It uh, bounds what's on earth also into uh, heaven. So it's like a eternal record. Like if you got a book written and let's say you went to the government office and got registered as a married married couple if you go to a temple you can have this marriage uh, become an eternal uh, relationship that's not just until death do your part it's beyond the grave Yeah, so this is the path of life that uh, God has prepared for us. We need to come to earth and choose for ourselves if we're going to follow the plan of God or to um, explore the world and enjoy the, the carnal, temporal things of life. But... Uh, the glad tidings of great joy that uh, we hear of Christ coming to prepare the way that we could repent and have our sins forgiven. When we repent, we need to confirm our obedience through baptism and join this path. And like I said before, the additional covenants will enable us to have greater blessings and the plan will lead us to live with God again and enjoy his presence and enjoy our family and yeah, yeah that's what the cut co- that's what the temples are for <clears throat> yeah so uh one might ask why is there so many temples being announced and why do people get so excited? Some uh, situations in living, such as in Bolivia, they are uh, <laughs> very distant temples. You have to travel to. Um, I looked up one uh, sister that work, uh, lives in the Santa Cruz area, and I... Uh, took her <laughs> status she had uh, updated as soon as she heard the news and uh, she was uh, delighted <laughs> to say the <laughs> least um, 
in English, I translate, I would say. She says, uh, the day we, that we have uh, very awaited for uh, sacrifices to give blessings. I don't, so you don't only think that the Cochabamba te- uh, Temple is at 13 hours by bus from one city to another to think the hours we uh, would run with only a little money and taking our backpacks uh, um, what would you say suitcases and we go to the temple what blessing what greater blessing is to uh, hear a new temple in my city <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's pretty uh, exciting to hear when the closest temple is half a day's journey out by bus. <laughs> um, I do remember once I took that uh, route to visit uh, the temple mm-hmm. in Cochabamba. It's uh, it's a long journey. I... <laughs> I just uh, slept in the bus <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was comfortable enough. <laughs> um, well, it's a lot of time we can <laughs> sleep through and wake up and look out the door, uh, look out the the window and watch. It's a sacrifice for sure. And, uh, but, uh, it, it's worth it. It's always worth it going to the temple because you learn a lot. You feel the immense spirit that, uh, confirms the truth upon what you're living and everything you've taught and, Yeah. It's uh, it is a b- great blessing. There's so many times uh, <laughs> we in the U.S. We we're so lazy. Like within a two hours or less distance, we're like, oh, it's uh, <laughs> so long. It takes up like takes up some part of our day, and we get back and we have to clean and eat and prepare for the next day. Well, other people and. <laughs> Nations where there's only one or now two temples, they had literal mm-hmm. day trips just to go to the temple. Yeah, that's a it's a sacrifice. Some before the Cochabamba temple would have to even go to Brazil. Wow. Yeah, this is a great blessing. Santa Cruz uh, is was my mission so uh i know they've been talking about like oh they've been thinking about putting temples into <laughs> like i've heard that for many years and uh one of the key things for a temple to be uh considered is to have worthy t- uh tithe hmm. payers a certain uh group of members and i think that was one part that was mm. in lack of so yeah it's uh, awesome to see that 
a temple is finally again. I I hope it's in a good location. <laughs> Probably will be. It's such a big city, though. It's like. So the city of Bolivia has a, uh, a central, like centralized city, uh, f- uh, structure because in the mm-hmm. center is downtown. From downtown Santa Cruz, there's rings. They call rings. It's like a circular <laughs> street. Each street, each time you go out one street, it goes and it's called a ring. So you have one. Has like I don't know how many rings. Mm-hmm. Officially, there's like ten, maybe eleven. So yeah, it gets. It's easy to kind of navigate since it's. You can like get to know what rings, and go around like oh it's on this part and just go around and then there's like taxis that go from one ring and around the <laughs> whole ring or take take a bus from one ring to the any rings and that's very interesting. Yeah. Did how long did you <laughs> live in Santa Cruz? My mission. Let's see. Um, I was like six months outside of Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. S- like three months in the uh, Veni Providence or county, I guess you could call it. Department is what they call it, but it does make sense in English terms. Um, so I think, like I started in the outskirts of Santa Cruz for three months, four and a half months maybe. And then, so I'll say all together is probably like 10 months I was uh, in Santa Cruz. Nice. The majority. Yeah, and then I visit there for uh, a few weeks at a time there. So I got to know uh, the new city mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> No, how long were you in the actual city, like down in the downtown area and stuff? I wasn't in the downtown area. That's where the um, what would you say the assistants were? Yeah, they were in charge of like the first and second wing, and me neither. <laughs> I I served in Kingston, Jamaica, and I never served in Kingston. <laughs> yeah. I was. I I did some trade offs and visited there a couple times, but never really served there full time. Yeah, I was in what you'd call a second to third ring, so it's. Mm -hmm. I mean, from um, if you walk to like one of the rings, you're pretty much close to downtown, which is another few blocks down. But uh, you, I was just like within the limits like right outside it was a a theater so I mean that's pretty close to center of it yeah mm-hmm. it's it's fun there's a lot of people just everywhere hmm. that's all I wanted to say okay well uh, my message is I wanted to say it's very writing-oriented. I love writing. 
And I have a couple stories about writing. Um, this the message will tie together with prayer. Um, we pray to Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ. And yeah, so this first story is about Joseph Smith. Um, and I've been li listening to the Saints. It's a book about the history of the church, and the first one I finished the first one this week. And at the very end, it talks about the transition from Joseph Smith's martyr to Brigham Young taking the lead, and it was coming to be Joseph Smith knew that he was going to die and uh, Emma Smith his wife wanted a blessing and he was so busy that he <laughs> didn't have time and he he told his wife um, to write your own blessing for yourself and he would come back and and sign it and I thought that was interesting. Um, the two stories that I'll be talking ties it together um, more. But, uh, Trevor, what do you think about this? Uh, <laughs> what would you think if you went to, like, your mission president and asked, uh, I need to, may I have a blessing? And he said, no, just write your blessing out and I'll sign it. <laughs> he'll sign it? Yeah, he'll sign it. <laughs> um, I would be like, okay, I, I trust you, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, my mission president is... Uh, Sometimes, like, uh, yeah, at first she was a uh, pretty strict person, so I could definitely see that happen, so. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Emma Smith, when she was writing this, she, uh, she asked for the gift of discernment, and her quote is, I desire the spirit of the God to know and understand myself I desire a fruitful active mind that I may be able to comprehend the designs of God I desire with all my heart to honor and respect my husband and she wrote ever to live in his confidence and by acting in unison with him to retain the place which God has given me by his side. I desire that whatever may be my lot through life, I may be enabled to acknowledge the hand of God in all things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. 
Yeah, it's a uh, humble blessing. I I would understand where she's coming from since she had a. She was sick at this time, right? So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> having such an answer from ever uh, asking a blessing, you probably would want to have this uh, <laughs> just understanding of what's uh, what what God has in store for. I don't know. It seems like a a honorable desire to mm-hmm. be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. The second story is about Stuart Edge. Stuart Edge is a modern YouTuber. <laughs> Maybe seven years ago or so. I got this story from watching a video on the Saints channel. Stuart Edge was working a dead-end job. He was uh, cleaning porta-potties. I think it was like 11 or 13 hours a day. It was a lot of hours. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he was trying to figure out his life because, yeah. Everybody would want to. <laughs> everybody wants to have a productive and meaningful life, and he was. He started listening to podcasts, and uh, uh, very uplifting podcasts. And hopefully, this one will be one of them. <laughs> not. I am not expecting. Uh, Stuart to listen but I hope this will be a good podcast <laughs> but uh, yeah he he was inspired somehow to write a letter to himself um, as if he was writing six months in the future and he wrote a letter to himself saying that he's gonna be able to make it out and have a meaningful career and he prepared to um, look at that six months from now he had a good message for himself and when he was working he was prompted to buy a camera he was taking videos and he was at some camp or something and one of the leaders at the camp said like oh you like cameras and you want to pursue that and he he said yeah and they he offered him an internship to learn how to produce videos for YouTube <laughs> so he started working on that and, yeah. a- and after the internship he started preparing his first video and the f- he said his first video was um, what's it called it's a mistletoe video 
where you ask, they ask people like, oh, what do you think about the mistletoe tradition? Do you live it? And then like if they said, he'd ask a couple that and if they said yes, then they'll drop down <laughs> the mistletoe just to see what they'll do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that video um, when he when he uploaded that video, he had uh, nine subscribers, <laughs> and then he went to sleep. And the next day, he had uh, millions of views and over a million subscribers. <laughs> and he saw that the month, uh, six months to the day that he wrote that letter to himself um that was the day that he uploaded that video (laughs) so Hmm. yeah god has god truly answers our prayers and god does give us uh, revelations for ourselves and promptings to uplift ourselves and live a life that we desire for ourselves oh trevor if you were to write a letter to yourself what are some things you might write to yourself maybe six months in the future uh, six months hmm uh probably say like uh that Um, wait, is this my six months f- self to me now? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm talking to me from six months from now, or is yeah, six you're talking to, to yourself <laughs> six months in the future. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I guess I'd just be like. Well, this, uh, uh, what we've gone through is probably done by now, and you are still alive, (laughs) and you're probably in a lot better situation now, so, I mean, you're in a happier state than I am, and, yeah, I don't know, it's progression i would assume that in the future i'm doing better than where i am now i i don't know it's kind of kind of weird to think that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i tried to write a letter to myself and i was thinking that i'm living a life where i'm always trying to engage in the work of God and trying to look for ways to serve people around me and I'll have the habits where I'm talking about Christ more and I've lived the higher life that I've been seeking and the careers I I want uh I'm still trying to figure out what type of career that I want. I'd like a more uh meaningful career. 
something. Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to invite the audience to consider maybe writing themselves a blessing or maybe writing to themselves from the future a more, as Trevor said, we are going to progress in our life and come with that uh, progressive attitude and write uh, to yourself. Um, I wanted to also discuss um, verses about prayer in uh, Third Nephi, chapter eighteen, seventeen through twenty-one. It says, and it came to pass that when Jesus had spoken these things unto the disciples, he turned again unto the multitude and said unto them. Behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, ye must watch and pray always, lest ye enter into temptation. For Satan desireth to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Therefore ye must always pray unto the Father in my name. And whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, which is right, believing that ye will receive, behold, it shall be given you. Pray in your families unto the Father, always in my name, that your wives and your children may be blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, testify that Heavenly Father does love us and does listen to our prayers. And he does grant to our unto our desires our good desires, like uh, Emma Smith and Stuart Edge. They're both very good people, and they have great desires, and they're able to be uh, great instruments in the hand of God. And if you want the same thing, you could. Uh, pray and work t- up towards uh, greater service in his kingdom. Uh, do you have any thoughts, yeah. Trevor? Yeah. Um, prayer is also uh, not just for uh, for just asking for things. It's a uh, communication. It's a uh, just between you and Father in Heaven, you can <laughs> just tell him anything you'd like and thank him for everything. And it should be an open communication. I like uh, having a prayer in uh, your heart is also important. Just to you know pray in times that. Just be any time. You don't need a specific time. You can pray any time you are uh, happy or just worried or sad any time. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want thinking, so. Mm-hmm. 
So then, since this is our first episode of the podcast, we wanted to tell the intentions and hopes for this podcast. The ultimate goal mm-hmm. is to provide more of an interactive experience where we ponder, uh, we think about the gospel, and yes, and since. And we all need friends and support in this hard life. <laughs> in this hard life, we it's nice to have people that we could reach out to and talk to. So Trevor and I make ourselves very accessible. We have websites that we have uh, made for a while. <laughs> Trevor's had this website called about me uh, about dot me and I'll put that in the show notes and you is if you have questions and you want to talk his contact is there and I'll put my link in the show notes also it's a, a flow page yeah yeah, that's uh, about it. We, I did a publication a few months ago. <laughs> okay. I I tried to write at different levels of uh, of uh, publications, and uh, one of them I was trying to write spiritual thoughts every day, and one thing that I learned is that. Uh, you can't force the spirit, <laughs> and I learned uh, to, uh, as we are representing the church and Christ, we shouldn't really um, talk our opinion, and we should not try. We should not be overbearing. We should not try to force. Uh, um, these conversations on other people or try to uh, force uh, um, the podcast and try to make uh, topics happen if if we don't have any topics (laughs) and we're not inspired to say anything we shouldn't try to make something happen Mm -hmm. Um, we need to be humble about that um yeah not teach anything other than the scriptures or what the prophets have said you're not going to make up anything <laughs> yeah or go off on the deep end with any deep deep topics Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, we'll try to be humble and... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, and... Uh, what are your hopefully thoughts? Hopefully we can get this... Uh, I was just thinking, hopefully we can keep this up for... as a Maybe a weekly thing. I'm not sure. I'd like to... Uh, 
I would hope to maybe have this be a more focused uh, podcast instead of having a few topics. Thinking have like a one or two if there's anything we want to do. So that way it's uh, more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's... Uh, and if you guys have any questions that you want us to look into, you could send it to us or just ask us and talk to us. And yeah, we are your friend in the church. If you feel like you may be a outsider, we are here for you. Um, <laughs> I'm on uh, Twitter and Snapchat and Mastodon and Facebook and email and uh, most everything. I don't really use WhatsApp and other things, but uh, if you go to my flow page, you'll see what I use. And you'll and Trevor's links are in his, on his about.me page. So thank you for listening. And yeah, I'll talk to you later. Alright, talk to you later.